Hey, everybody. What's up? It's your boy, MJ. Just wanted to uh, say a little something about this special content that we're bringing you from Hospice Daron and Paso Robles. Uh, these episodes are made possible by the generous contribution of Jeremy Lefford and Mel Burns. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Yo, what's up? It is your boy MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. Oh no, it's not my podcast. Per yeah, se. I was almost going to come to like, hey, what up? It's your boy Adam Montiel. Welcome to the Black that Wine Guy been Podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's your boy MJ. Welcome to Where the Wine Takes You, the official podcast of Paso Wine Country. Yeah, I'm out here. We're not in Paso proper, but I'm here with my man Adam Montiel. Um, we got a couple of winemakers here with us. It's going to be fun, dude. I'm really excited that you're out here. The first time I met you was through Jeremy Lefford. Also, Josh Clapper, who was nice enough to lend us his space. We are in San Luis Obispo. We got a hospice to Rome coming up and with so much great wine all around us. And Josh, literally, his winery is 90 seconds from my house and 90 seconds from the radio station. So it made for a perfect place. And he's uh, so kind, always so kind enough to like lend himself. So thank you, Josh. But MJ, man, back in California, you feeling it or what? Hey, man, listen, California is like my it's like my spiritual home i don't know if it's my spiritual home but like you're gonna have a lot of people at home being pissed at you know? nah fuck them um <laughs> they know i don't like jersey i mean you know um it's like that thing there's an expression like a prophet in his home own land is a fool so just like when i came out to california back in uh 99 to the central coast actually i was telling jeremy like, to the central coast classic so you know pismo oh Adelaide. central coast wine classic central coast wine archie classic. mclaren yeah archie oh my McLaren. legend oh my god horse him for him yes oh my god yeah. um that was my first time ever coming to california i was 30 years old and i remember getting off the plane in santa barbara and i was just like just like i felt like the energy i was like ah oh. and i moved out like three months later yeah um, oh you moved out here yeah i lived out i lived out in um santa barbara for basically 10 years oh man okay yeah I had a little dip back and forth, but uh, moved out in 99, went back for a few months, and I did it the right time. I went like back in November, so I was like, by January, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here, um, and uh, then came back. So, yeah, um, yeah, I love, you know, people always like, why do you like so much Central Coast wine so much? I'm like, because that's like my wine home. It's the wine country I lived in. How do you connect with all this wine back there? Obviously, it's easy with you know, virtual. This not I know you have a lot of guests on the podcast that come into the studio and, and chat with you. Is, is it just kind of, hey, like, send me some wine. We'll chat about you. How are you connecting and getting this wine into your place? Um, you know... I mean, fuck. The pandemic was very good to me. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, because remember you said when we first met, it was yeah. kind of in the thick of things. Yeah, and this is when you were kind of just on the come up, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I came out last April, almost a year ago. So fucking, it was Easter. Yeah, weekend. and um, I mean. I think we had only done like twenty some. We had we had like twenty some odd episodes, if that. We mm-hmm. were like in the teens, and uh, but I lost my job, which was awesome. Um, got a little severance. What were you into? Oh, I worked for a nonprofit. Which I hated, um, but I, I I was doing good work. So I worked for a program that helped kids in the inner city, like like Gary. I'm talking Gary, Indiana, 
Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, went to his house when I was out there one really? time. Really? No way. Yeah. Um, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, New Haven, Connecticut, which is seriously a depressed town. People think Yale, but then New Haven is like, if it weren't for uh, Yale, New Haven would be Gary, Indiana. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I just started the podcast because I met, you know, podcast basically came out of Instagram, came out of social. This podcast started somewhat during the pandemic. Well, it was a June of 20. Okay. And you're right. I mean, a lot of people, they want to travel. They can't. They want to go out and eat. They can't shoot. In some places in Southern California, you want to go run at the beach. You can't. I mean, it got pretty crazy. And uh, it was actually a great time to birth something like this. Yeah, it? it was perfect. And and to your point, what happened was um, I, I, had, I was kind of goofing when I started the Black Wine Guy account. You know, I was really kind of throwing shade at influencers. And then... Um, like it was a little tongue-in-cheek. It was definitely tongue-in-cheek. But it was also at a time when, I mean, that chat was heavy. I mean, we're talking June 20, George Floyd. Well, I that's mean, what that's what happened. So I had started it like in 2017. Never saw my face. Yeah. But it was after George Floyd. Um, and that's where I met my producer, Lonnie, because uh, someone she had worked with was used to do these uh, day-drinking talks. And God she, bless. And love she, them. Yeah. And she, uh, <laughs> we're day-drinking right now. Right, Ching-ching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so uh, she wanted to have me on, uh, like you said, in the conversation of what it was like to be a black wine professional. And I was like, eh, I don't really have like those kind of stories because like I started at the top. Now I'm at the bottom. That was my actually I started at Acker Wines, which is like now the top auction house. And um, also, don't you want to be and, and forgive me. For, I don't want to word this. No, no. Don't you want to be the best wine professional that, that, that's not that, the best black that, wine professional? that is that is and that's also the tongue-in-cheek with the black wine guy yeah because i remember when i moved out here it was like um people like political like you should not no, denigrate no. people or use racial slurs but like literally they used to i'd go to a wine taste and they'd be like there was a guy um he's from new york <laughs> he's five foot nine 175 pounds he wears glasses i think he went to law school Motherfucker, I'm black. Just yeah, yeah. Like, like there was one black guy there. Just yeah, say, yeah, yeah. who was the black guy to taste? I wouldn't be pissed off. Let's just cut to the taste. You know, right? So, 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 and I've said this a lot on my po- my own podcast. Like, um, I'm just trying to have the best podcast, not the black best black wine. Yeah. Um, black wine guys kind of tongue in cheek. I, I, you know, I, I. Know I think that's who great. I, I love that about yeah, you. Yeah, I know who I am. I'm just I'm in this game to win, and and to uh, bring people together. And I think once we can just just like okay. That's it. Okay, you're black. Okay, we're done. What do we like? What, what what do we have in common? I can't tell you how many like badass winemakers that happen to be women are so over the cliche of like women yeah. and wine. Like, oh my gosh, I have a vagina. I can make wine too. Yeah. It's like what? Like, yeah. no. I mean, you're you're an incredible world renowned winemaker. You know, I I have had a lot of powerful women on my podcast, and when I I, I hear these stories, like I had this woman actually she didn't come on, but I went out to dinner, you know, because people once the podcast started blowing, people were like, oh, you know, try my wine. Let me take you to dinner. I have some people who go for your podcast. Sucks, and, huh? Yeah, it does suck. It's rough. My <laughs> wife's like, my wife's like, ah, you're out. I'm like, tastings and dinners. That's the gig, you know. Um, <laughs> but this woman was like saying how, like in like the 80s, like Frederick Wildman, which is a huge importer, like she's like 
sixty to seventy percent of the salespeople were women, and mm-hmm. like so, there is listen, things have changed, but I think also there's always been women in this game. It's been hard, but like we've interviewed a winemaker from Burgundy who's like uh, Eva Ray, who's like, you know, she used being a woman to her advantage. She's like, I would go and ask the winemakers in Burgundy, and they would, you know, mm-hmm. like if it had been a man, they'd have been competitive. Like, and she let them think she was like this naive little girl. But yeah. but I mean, I mean. I mean, you go back, look in California, Heidi Barrett, Helen Turley, list goes on and on and on. Like, you know, so it's not, I it, it, I think we need to look for what has already happened and build on it instead of trying to tear down things that, that are, uh, you know, I don't think are inherently biased or, not inherently, not, 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 what is it? Yeah, not systemically. Systemically. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. I'd say this all, I say this all the time. Like, when people talk about NBA players, um, you know, and how it's great. It is great, but but listen, those are just rich males. If you break it down, they happen to play basketball, be tall, and most of them happen to be black. But like, you know, how do you get a winery in Napa? You have fucking tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, are we really looking at things as they are? are well, this is true. We we look at things how we want to see them, not as how, how they can actually. Sure, work, right. You know? So, um, I think that uh, it is exciting, though. But I did it did. I'm not gonna lie. That that count George Floyd also catapulted me because then, like I, I did my first video, um, and it wasn't about George Floyd. I think my only post about George Floyd was I found a story about Mister Rogers, a story about Mister Rogers washing his mailman's feet. And this was during the riots. Like Jesus, the, yeah, exactly. Well, he was a he was a pastor. Yeah, Mister Rogers was dope, and he was oh, he, he, man, was, he was he was trying he was trying he was telling everybody, look, Land we're just equals. Exactly. And, oh Come my on. gosh, I've always wanted a neighbor. Yeah, right, just, just like you. <laughs> and he'd do that sweater. Change. Yeah, he's a sweater, and he'd wear the rock the he fucking kids. Oh, for real. Yeah, the kids, and you tie and lace them up. You mm-hmm. know, I was like. There's so many different ways to be a woman, to be black, to be Latina, to be Latina. Um, so. I think there's a, is a danger in saying this is the way it should be and this is how you're supposed to be. Yeah. And right. if you're going to be in this and, you know, so that's all I'm saying. I think there are very many ways to be who you are. We're all unique individuals. You know, you're right. I love the idea of having conversations that have probably been, you know, needing to be had for a long time. I love the idea of, you know, giving a voice to some underrepresented folks. No matter what collective we might identify with here or there, to be you. Be you. Right. Be you. I mean, that's what everybody says. I mean, do you. I mean, yeah. that's like a that's a common theme in hip hop is do you right? So where'd you grow up? I grew up at the Jersey Shore, and not the fucked up one you seen on MTV. I yeah. mean, the real. Yo, there's uh, a nice one. The, the, the Jersey Shore. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, well, this motherfucker's from California. Where'd you grow up? <laughs> I'll, I'll answer all your questions. Yeah, where'd you? <laughs> I grew up in the Gore Hills, just like northern uh, oh, Okay, okay. Like, I, know, yeah. I know what Gore Hills is. I lived here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, but uh, yeah, the Jersey Shore, some beautiful beaches. Um, sure. Yeah. And and swimmable, unlike the water here in California. Why? Because um, it's too cold. Too fucking. The water here. Are you kidding me? That water comes down from fucking Alaska, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, growing up in Southern California, we swam in the water all the time. Here, it's probably a good 15 degrees cooler yeah, yeah. than it is, say, in, you know, right when you, just north of Santa Barbara, you get to, I'm sure Jeremy's familiar, like Halama Beach, things like that. Once you're north of the Halama, it's it's cold. I lived in Santa Barbara for like 10 years. That water was pretty free, unless it was like an yeah. unseasonably hot day. I wasn't getting in the it water. It was too cold. Yeah. So that water's warm over there? Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's warm. You got there. waves? Dude. Do you know the original Ron John is on the East Coast? The the polyurethane skateboard wheel, East Coast brought all that shit forth. Really? Man. Yes, serious surf culture. And he, and Kelly Slater's from Florida. 
Right? Yeah. yeah, he's from fucking Florida. But you don't think of New Jersey when you're talking oh, man. serious oh, dude, surf culture. Dude, 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 listen. Hurricanes. The best time to surf in, in Jersey is hurricane season. October, September. Yeah. Tasty tasty waves, We bro. don't get those in California. The best time is to surf right after an earthquake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Catch the, ride the tsunami. Right, yeah, ride the tsunami. Oh, my gosh. So you grew up there, and then what? You um, What, what about school? And yeah. then how'd you get into that? I was line? an athlete at first, so I went to – I just went to college so I could keep athleting. You know, mm-hmm. I ran track, so I was a runner. Um, so I run? Nah, I can't stand that shit anymore. Yeah. Then I went to, I ended up transferring to uh, Southern Connecticut, which is in New Haven, and I majored in communications, right? So I've always been uh, vocal. You know, my mom was very, very funny. She was hilarious, and um, she was also really religious. She was your witness. So I knew how to read when I was witness? Yeah. I knew how to read when I was four. I used to have to knock on doors and shit. Sure. Um, So I was used to speaking publicly. Um, so I think I just majored it because I knew it would be easy. Were you always real, like, gregarious and talking to people? And they're like, oh, my gosh, look at that MJ. You know, I kind of, kind of, kind of, once I knew, but I was I was, I was, was like, a little bit shy. Believe it or not. Really? I'm kind of, sh- I'm actually, I'm really introverted. And I think people don't understand. Uh, people think because just because I could have a podcast and I could do videos that I'm extroverted. But, like, I, I'm a really internal person, you know? But, I mean, we all are a little bit. But in the real, I mean, I saw you when I first met you at Jeremy's place up at Tooth and Nail last time. I mean, you work a oh, room. Oh, I know how to work the room, yeah, bro. Right? So yeah, right? Like, I mean, and I love people. And, and, and I think I, sometimes extroverted people kind of, like, like calling themselves introverted. No, I think that I, I, I could see that. I, I, I do. I don't know why. No, but if if you really knew me, yeah. <laughs> isn't that isn't that like a drinking game? If you really, yeah, knew yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> um, my mother was definitely. I got that from my mom. I watched my mom. She's yeah. funny. She she was working a room for no reason. She just loved people. Oh, you know, she's um, still around. No, she passed away. Oh, and uh, and like I remember, like my mom had like four or five hundred people at her funeral. Right? Like <sighs> she had she had my mother had people whose doors she used to knock on. <laughs> As a Joe Witness, come to her funeral. Like, they never, like, came to church with her or anything, but, like, they just, my mom made them feel good, right? So I, I love that. I remember when, when you have those moments, you get to learn about stuff about your mom that you never knew. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I grew up. And, and, and So close with your mom. Ah, you know, I will, this is the first time I'm saying this because this is fun. This is mm-hmm. a good interview. It's a good t- conversation. That's what, I, that's what I do, bro. I know. You're like, you're like, you're like the, the, the Latino West Coast <laughs> version of me. You get, you get the stories. All right, go ahead. Tell me what you're going to say now. Um, that um, when my mom, like me and my mom used to fight, yeah. right? Like not fight, but we, we, like, we were. And like I remember when, when she passed, I was telling, telling my wife, I was like, yo, um, my mom was, she was not even my best friend. Even better, she was my nemesis, right? Like, like, super, like, like, we, I, it was like, who like, knows I, you like mom, right? Who knows you like mom? Like, she knew every every fucking move, and I was like, and, and I'm, I'm like, no, I wasn't gonna do that, <laughs> and she knew I was gonna do it, and so like, it's been it's been a trip because like, I like didn't realize my mom was my best friend, you know, and that's a really uh, cool story, yeah, and and uh, but totally like a nemesis, like we just used to go at it. And then you get into wine auctions, is that right? Yeah, so, I mean... Are you like an auctioneer? Yeah. Like, I, hey, like that? I, I did go to... How much would you give me for it? I got a fine bottle of Destinata Grand and Rosé Grenache. And, you know, I went to... That's the best school I went to. I went to the Harvard of Auctioneering Schools. The Missouri... There is actually auctioneering schools. Yeah, for sure. I've heard about them. St. Joseph's, Missouri. And they call it... It's uh, called the Missouri Auction School. It's called the Harvard of Auctioneering Schools. And, like, I'm out there. I'm, like, 29 years old dreadlocks you know um from new york city going to missouri and like everybody else here is like to 
auction off steers Cow- and yeah, cattle. Right, 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 sure. And maybe the the Cars, one off yeah. estate sale uh-huh. when, when Miss Johnson dies and we're going to put all our stuff, you know. And they were like, wine auctions. Any money in that? I'm like, fucking $2 million. And this is like early. I was like, you can make $2 million in a day in a wide auction. They're like, oh. You know. Now, auction is, I, what I'll do is I'll host for auctioneers and events that will want me to host their event. They'll often ask me to do an auction. And I say, no, look, you really need to get an auctioneer because not only is it a better presentation, but you will secure more money. And that's the idea, right? right. So there have been events where I'll even take, hey, I'll take less because I can't do that. I don't want to do that because I want you to get a real auctioneer. There's a couple auctioneers locally that I have a good relationship with i'll do gigs with man you and i would kill them yeah i know totally and i I don't know do you take a percentage of it do you stay yeah the the, the auction it depends depends. some auctioneers take a percentage yeah and then others will take a flat fee i think i think the the smart move depending on who you're auctioning for how good you are yeah how good you are i mean well i mean shit i mean wine auctions i mean you can be good but the reality wine auctions a different beast people either want the fucking wine or they don't man it's it's got nothing to do with you and so like if i really can't pull it out of them Nah, i mean you can all you want to get at an auction, you want two guys bidding over the same fucking wine. Yeah, that's that's all it takes. It, I mean, look, look, we got we got a, we got we have a we have a twelve bottles Chateau Petrus, nineteen eighty two original wooden case. That's all you got to fucking say. Whoever yeah. wants it is gonna they're gonna they're gonna you know bid uh-huh. on it. Um, now there is personality that you bring sure. into it that I think would, that can amp the crowd up you want to win an auction fever but essentially like you know if you're going to an auction at like an Acker or a Christie's or Sotheby's and it's going to be 20 million take a fucking cut of the percentage man right like, like you know, yeah. you know, don't don't be like, I'll take twenty thousand dollars. Fuck that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so interesting. The wine auction. Yeah. What do you like about Paso? Oh man, pa- I, I, my man Eric Booker said it. Paso's the shit. I love, I love the the laid back vibe. He said, Paso's the shit. He's like, he's like, yeah. dude, Paso. <laughs> Eric Jensen. Yeah. Paso's the shit, man. Yeah. You know it. Um, but it's just, it's a place where I think. You know, when you do this thing, like particularly my podcast, I don't know people. Some people are like, ah, why are you ragging on Napa Valley? I'm like, dude, I'm not ragging on them. If, if a guest comes on who was a winemaker at a cult winery and says the price is Napa Valley out of control, I'm not going to disagree with them because if you look at it, you know, yeah, Paso is still like the land of opportunity in California. If someone was telling me the other day, like uh, big Napa wineries are coming down here to buy wine. I mean, and you got and you had on your podcast. Well, they've been getting like Zinfandel and Cabernet from us for for decades. Years. Yeah, for decades. Yeah. Fucking Pazenti, right? Oh, my God. Well, sure. I mean, Zin has been going up to Napa for forever, but yeah. Cab has been going up to Napa forever. Well, that's another thing, too. I think people need to understand at, in the wine game is that, you know, there's more Cabernet under uh, Vine and Paso Robles than any other varietal and in California. And it's a single most – because it's, it's a huge AVA. You, you know? seem to build, like, really tight relationships with people in Paso. Has, has, the, has the relationship building been more – Organic and holistic in Paso than say some of the other areas that maybe you've had. You know, oh, I, I would. To. I would definitely say you know uh, the pandemic changed things. People like Paso just showed me a ton of love, um, and it was very organic. Like I don't, you know, I, and I say again, going back to my mom, um, you know, uh, I have an ability, God given, to connect with people, and uh, people just gravitated towards what I was doing. And how I was doing it. And I'm just, and I think this thing, I'm just being, when people are like, I love what you're doing, I'm, I'm just fucking being me, man. That, that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. You know, I'm not, I, you know, I, I'm the guy who, who's going to drop F bombs at the wine tasting. I don't give a shit. I don't know if I've hogged or led the conversation. No, much, I, think it's, I think it's just a conversation. It's great. That's, what, that's kind of what I like to do. But if you have any questions, yeah. go ahead. Where, so you, where did you grow up? Agora Hills? Agora Hills, yeah. Just the, the northernmost town of LA County. 
And then what did you did you what did you major in college? Because you've been in radio for a minute, right? So what did you? Major? I went to school for a little bit and okay. started talking and started like looking into like communications and took radio and media classes. And then I got my first full time radio gig while I was in school and I left. I so mean, I, I don't have a four year degree. I will tell you, I love that. That's been been like I'm Gary V in it there. Yeah, no, I I I, I kind of dig that. I'm way over educated, and that fucking shit just cost me one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars to pay that those defaulted student loans off. So I'm not mad at anybody who can figure out what they want to do and just go do it because you know being black like you're like you're like you got to go to like fuck that's it man mm-hmm. cosby shows on tv and no, shit sure you know what i'm saying like I, I gotta this is how it's done you know mm-hmm. my father worked at the post office right i knew i wasn't gonna do that not got and that post office gave me a good life gave me a middle class life you're right so i'm not denigrating it but like when i you know because i'm 50 i'll be 54 like i was full on in you gotta go to college like that was the path and then i went to law school Dropped out after six weeks. Went back. Finished the first year. Was going to drop out again to go work in film. And then, like, uh, let me go back. Like, there was this fear. But so now I'm glad there was a different conversation. Can you do the job? Right? Saying yes to everything. Yep. Being in the right place at the right time. Yep. It's also a business. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Yep. And then as it slowly progresses, you, you can work your way up and hustle your way up. To your point, yeah, it is like, and this is what this was really freaked me out, Adam. Not freaked me out, but like, it was so fucking telling because I said I worked for that nonprofit that was uh, helping kids go to college. That was their whole thing. It was just actually to get kids into college. And I remember I had a guest speaker coming one time, and, and he was he was he was a black man, and he had went to um, he had went to Columbia undergrad. And he went to Harvard for law school, just like another very successful black man. Uh, we, you might have heard of Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And I think he was, I think he was a one L when they were three L's at Harvard. But anyway, so this guy went to Columbia and Harvard, and he told my kids every job I ever got was because I knew somebody. We said this before: it's networking, it's building relationships, right? People like to work with and be around people that they like. That's yeah. a bottom line. Yeah, and that's got nothing to do with a piece of paper. Yeah. So, so back to you though. So I love that you, so how did you get on air? The guy who was kind of mentoring me was like, look, if you need anything, you need an air check and to get on the air, you need to just find someone who's going to put you on the air and CLU, Calhoun University has an NPR station and they were looking for volunteers to host like a jazz show right before all things considered. So I (laughs) went in for that. And I was hosting, like, here I am hosting, like, you know, here's Stan Getz on, you know, <laughs> Stan Getz on the sax. You know, yeah, right. So I'm, like, hosting music right before. And now it's time for All Things Considered. <laughs> and that was literally the first time that I was on the air. Then later on, I worked at a contemporary Christian radio station hosting uh, music. And then I went to uh, a secular station that moved to the Central Coast. And then just and then later on, got my own morning show up in Adam in the morning, which I do now. But that's it, right? Like it's 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 repetition, right? Like you you just put in the work, and I and I think that's something I never got. Like I literally going back to me, sorry, um, but I thought I was gonna have these pieces of paper and just and like the heavens would part. I thought I was gonna be like Pulp Fiction when they would open that case, they wouldn't show, but just like the all, like just the golden yeah. light was just gonna come out, right? And I like that, yeah. But like, um, and and all the while ignoring the gifts I had, right? So 
with you though, you got like I said, you got a great voice. Like, did you know that? Like, there's someone at the radio station. Like, like, did you like? I was always really insecure about my voice, and I knew that I could probably maybe do something when I was a freshman in high school, and I was in a speech class. And a speech class was kind of like a throwaway class that a lot of seniors took right. as an elective. I was really excited about it, and I got into the class. I was the only freshman; it was all seniors. And then in that class, I won best voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh damn, maybe there. So then I started looking, like, oh maybe I can do something and put myself out there and not be too intimidated by it we met in paso robles last year yeah and uh you have a, a wonderful wine podcast and it's called where the wine takes you where wine takes you where wine takes you yes how did that come about man? so i've um during covid i wanted to do a podcast and i started my own podcast right at the beginning of covid i was down to do whatever and that's how it kind of went down joel was like let's do one we'll talk about paso wine and i mean it's just been such an amazing ride we've been stoked it's been incredible so adam is one of those guys who's a dtp down to podcast. <laughs> you ever see him in the club? Watch out. Right. No. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And, and the one you did, Mark Adams from Ledge, I remember the first one, and he's just another just – I think you asked this before. People in Paso Robles are just – they keep it real. They're 100 yeah. down to earth. You no, know, the people here are, are definitely different. They're definitely incredible yeah. and like open hearts, open minds, open sellers, all yeah. of it. So, um, But if I come to New York, are, you, are we going to get on – are we going to bring me into the, the podcast or what? Yeah, of course, motherfucker. Are we going to hang out? You Dude. got some spots to bring me to? <laughs> listen to I want to listen to some live music. Tell, I want to tell, hit up tell, some tell, wine bars. Dude. Um, give that's give all, it to Lonnie real quick. I want. I want to that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's kind of just crazy. for a second, Lonnie. I want to meet you real quick. That's kind of crazy because, um, like, since the podcast, like, we've been out. Like, we get I get invited to shit, man. Like, it's kind of crazy. Watch that cord, Lonnie. See where it's not on your boom. There you go, girl. Okay, there you go. All right, let's talk. You and I for a minute. Hi, wow. MJ's gonna you. leave the table. How do you oh. how do you deal with this guy? What I is mean, going on? you know, it takes a lot of wine. You're, <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> No, I want to, you know, I, I feel like I want to tell anyone who wants to work in media, like if, you're, if your dream isn't well, I like her do, voice. she got a good voice. I like her voice yeah. a lot. Thank you. Yeah. If, let, me see, let me get that uh, mic a little bit fixed so I can get a little bit more of it. There you if go. your dream isn't to do a wine podcast, something's wrong. Like now that we know <laughs> that wine podcasts exist, right? Now that you know that. And are viable. Let's go. Yeah. Like this is kind of a dream job and... um we have four women that work on this team. All no, I got a woke podcast. Yeah. You got you me. Woke? I'm, I'm black. No, I'm not woke, but I'm black. He's not. I got Lonnie, Ronnie, Rachel, and Glow. Yeah. So do you guys do other podcasts too? I mean, you can't make all this money off of one. Oh, no. MJ brings it. Really? Yeah, no, she does, she does actually work. She does a lot of... Yeah. She just did a big campaign for a winery that shall remain nameless, but it was a big campaign. Yeah. Big bucks. She did She did some work for Patron. Yeah. She does, she'll does. she go do a, set up a real estate shoot in Texas with some people or Florida. Yeah. She doesn't really like her from Texas. Um, so she works. Necessary media. We do everything. We do lifestyle photography, uh, video, podcasts, whatever you whatever you need for your brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, this has been amazing working with MJ, seeing all this. I now have wine coming in. I'm constantly buying wine. It's like a bad habit. Oh, for sure. Right? Can, no one talks about this. Oh, yeah. The residual habit of being like, oh, 
Oh, oh, wait, I need that. Yeah, it's so fun to do something that you love to do and doesn't feel it's like a, work. I think wine is, you know, for me, whatever, I, I started off doing um, lifestyle television for Travel Channel, and, you know, we would go somewhere, and we would explore, and we would like, oh, this is the best restaurant, this is the best roller coaster, this is the best. So it was awesome to kind of show everybody the best, and you would get kind of a master's degree in whatever your show was, right? So if I did a show about roller coasters for six months, and I, like, knew everything about, you know, G4 forces and you know and it's kind of and so now that's what's happening with wine but wine is just it's history it's so much and I have to say you know MJ I saw MJ randomly on an old client of mine's uh, IG Live, and there is an it factor. You have the it factor? Do you I? Have, yeah. Lonnie, oh, I mean, I've been Lonnie, sitting here this whole me. time. I'm really? Just, I have to tell Go you. Go ahead. As a producer, you don't, like, I don't want to work harder. I want someone who already comes with it. And then I can write whatever you need to say to camera, or I can, like, format a show for you, or we can talk, you know, but you already have it. If I'm, like, for, hired on a show, and, and this is the host, and the host is, just doesn't have it, it's work. But with you guys, both of you, you have the, it, you actively listen. So if MJ says something, you, you didn't just go for the next question. Like really, I can tell that you care Yeah. yeah. and you're actively curious. Like you're not faking it. No. You're not like, oh good. No. You're like, holy shit. What can I ask this person? I'm really into this. Yeah. And that's what it, you can't fake that. Mm-hmm. And then you also just have this energy where I want to talk to you because no one has gotten me on a mic. So I know I'm, I was thinking, I was like, this is so fucking. Dope. <laughs> I don't do this. But, I actually but, but don't you know do what? this. This is so dope. I said this before. There's no fucking podcast without Lonnie and necessarily me. And it just started with me and her, and then it's just grown. And she had to bring on. And she just kept. She had to keep. Her, she had to hire four more fucking yeah, producers because yeah. of the because I like I said I'm, I'm a beast. I'm going. I got nothing else to do. But also, and you could, you would appreciate this. I think it's some, to some degree, like with your talent, you know, you're not going to just work with any producer. Right. Well, we so went through that. As, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so like MJ's not going to just work with anybody. So like when I had, I was like, okay, so MJ, you know, the rest of my company needs me and, and you're just cranking out shows and like, I got to bring in someone else and I, you know, hosts get very like, oh, I don't want to well, I, was, I, was like, I was like, I was like, I don't like anybody. I was like, I was like, and I'm just typically, you know, um, this is my California. I'm a cancer monkey so like eh, kind of a bit of a know-it-all but not really like, eh. but i got i matched him she and- did she is that did. natural logical thing yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah what are you uh aquarius <gasps> oh i'm a gemini yeah. we're both air signs is that right yeah the newspaper just said entertainment purposes only there's something no. real to- no it's real is I, it really? I would tell you okay. i mean see this is one of my tangents so so like i said before what do we have all in common we all live on this planet that's spinning around yeah inside of a cosmos with other planets spinning around we have high tide we have low tide why would that not affect us? Right, right. That's Certain all. things look, have these. We still have our choice, but 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 why? Yeah. But there is there is there is a. You want to be aware of like your decision, and it can help you be aware of like. So it can no, be a slice of the pie, yes. exactly, along with all right. of it, right? Along yes. With, exactly. Okay, I can yeah. buy into that. Yeah. I'll yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. I'll do so, that. Well, I definitely like Lonnie. I want to have you do some voiceovers for like. I mean, we need. My, my I, want, I want to ask. I want to geek out and ask about your road coaster. I'm totally. Oh, the roadcaster. Okay, we'll talk about the road. I'm totally psyched that you got her on the mic because. Oh, good. Because she, she, she. I want to know what it's like to wrangle you in. That's what I want. Okay, so MJ is amazing. Then we're gonna do a collab podcast from East. West Coast. Can we just, oh my God, this is. I need you in New York. This is too good. This we is need too you good. at Gotham. We are wrapping up. We, um, I know you got dinner reservations. We got Hospice to Rome this weekend. We're going to connect again. In fact, I'm doing a show at Hospice to Rome. I want you to I'm, jump I'm on the air with me. By. Josh, man, thanks for this inviting great, me to Josh. your winery, man, and letting us do this shit here. You're a cool cat, man. I'll be back. Oh, it's my pleasure.
Love you, brother. Yeah. Yo, it's your boy, MJ. <laughs> it's your, and I'm Adam Montiel. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, dude. To where wine takes you, my man. <laughs> hey, are you guys going to help clean up? Is that... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah. You, you better call Saul. <laughs> Everybody just wanted to uh, make sure that we acknowledge the wonderful support of the Leffert and Burns Foundation. See what I did there, Jeremy, for you and Mel? I'm, ca- I'm podcasting your future, your future for you. But uh, thank you for making these uh, special episodes available to all the listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list.